0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com bluewire. That's harrys.com bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: Today on Not Sam Wrestling, Jey Uso has made his side known. The first Hall of Fame induction has been announced. We're talking to the stars of the new Monster Factory show coming to Apple TV and a whole lot more. This is Not Sam Wrestling. your host,
2: from New York, here is Sam Roberts.
1: Boy, oh boy, here we are, welcome, it is Not Sam Wrestling, hope everybody's ready for a grand week on this road to WrestleMania that we're on, of course, WWE was just in Madison Square Garden, what, last night at the time of, of, of the release of this show, I think something like over 10,000 tickets were sold. Wrestling's hot. I mean, wrestling is hot across the board. Not only is uh, WWE selling tickets, the whole world talking about uh, what's going on for WrestleMania and the storylines and everything, but now we're finding out that apparently there's heavy rumors, I think maybe Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men might have been the first person that I heard this from, not directly, but via the internet, that... uh, AEW may be adding a third television show to their lineup. Everybody's going, ah, why you got so much talent? Why you got so much talent? Tony keeps saying, well, we're going to do more TV. Everybody's like, why you got so much talent? Tony's like, we're going to do more TV. And apparently they may be adding a uh, Saturday night show to their lineup, which I hope they can get TBS and they do 6 5 PM on a Saturday night. I understand that's not the most desirable time slot in the world. But I can't tell you how many arguments as a young man I had with my dad, who all he wanted to do was watch whatever sporting match was on of whatever sporting game that he was watching. And all I wanted to do was watch WCW Saturday Night. Dun, 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 dun. And a robot factory would come on, and you'd forget that it was filmed at a soundstage. At least I would. I think most people remembered. But, you know, those doors would open up when you came. Ksh- to where Macho Man Randy Savage made his first WCW appearance. It's, it's where they would throw to the vignettes featuring the Dungeon of Doom. It's I mean, so much happened on WCW Saturday night. If they could just give us AEW Saturday night, 6.05 p.m. Eastern, I think it would be cool. I think that would be the move. If I'm doing a Saturday show and I'm AEW, just try to... try. Because you can't... What are you going to... Copyright Saturday night? Come on. Belongs to the world. It's just a night of the week. Um... So there's that. I mean, look, I think uh, uh, people were asking uh, uh, all over the place, what what is uh, are we doing about the Hall of Fame this year? What is WWE doing about this Hall of Fame? You know, all these, all these, the, the, the dates on the calendar are getting shorter and no names have been announced. The first name was announced this week, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio headed into the Hall of Fame. And I don't think... There could be any question uh, about how people think I feel about this. I am as as, as big a Rey Mysterio fan as you'll find. Uh, I would say now is a good time to go back uh, about a year and a half ago. It was actually when WWE 2K22 was coming out. And Rey Mysterio was announced as the cover star. And there was, there was uh, uh, anti-Rey Mysterio sentiment that I won't allow that was had. And I said, no way. And so, and and I did a whole podcast about how great Rey Mysterio is, telling the story of his entire career and why he's so important and why he's so impactful. I mean, look, if you look at wrestling story and the impact on culture that wrestling has had, yes, nothing is more impactful during the Monday Night War than what the New World Order did. The NWO, that was it. It pushed the boundaries on everything and it it changed the whole world. But strictly as a wrestling fan, if you wanna look at what wrestling has become, you have to acknowledge that the cruiserweight division for wrestling and the way wrestling is done in the United States was just as, if not more important, then the NWO was the fact that so many kids grew up watching the cruiserweight division and they themselves became professional wrestlers, emulating the people that they watched mainly Ray Mysterio. Right? I mean, of course there was everybody there. It was Hooventude. It was, it was, it was uh, super Calo, It was Al Dandy. It was La Parca. It was Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, everybody, but Ray Mysterio was, the centerpiece of that division, and to, and to go on to such heights as becoming the WWE's world champion and everything that guy has done. I, I go back and listen to that podcast if you don't remember. Just go through all oh, every. There's 438 episodes that are just under this one. Just start scrolling through until you find that Rey Mysterio episode. You can go back and watch the biography they did on Rey uh, that uh, I was lucky enough to be a part of. I was actually the reason I was a part of that biography was the podcast. The guy doing the biography heard that podcast and said, I want to talk to this guy. We talked about Rey Mysterio. He was like, why don't you just be in the doc? I said, I would love to be in the doc. And I was in the doc. So I'm happy about it. I also wonder to what extent is the agenda here storyline-based? Clearly, some of it, at least. So it could be a 100%, right? I mean, historically, the WWE has not, mixed business with pleasure when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Historically, the Hall of Fame is sacred. You don't wrap up speeches and you certainly don't make anything storyline related. Even when guys go in, like when Ric Flair went in the night before his retirement match, of course we hype up WrestleMania, but we don't do an angle, right? I think that might be what people are expecting. Now, who knows? Theoretically... This is the first Hall of Fame ceremony run by Triple H. Theoretically, what do we know? But does Triple H feel the same way, right? This was a, a Vince McMahon baby who who felt that it needed to have some esteem and prestige. Maybe Triple H feels like it can still have that, but also we can tell some stories here and push to the pay-per-view. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to imagine that Dominic is not going to interrupt the induction ceremony or something. I I, I If I were a betting man... Which I'm not, but if I were, uh, and I'd be able to bet on wrestling soon, I, w- I would say. Apparently, according to the news, I would say that uh, it's more. I I think it'll be more about Dominic ruining the weekend. I think that there's no doubt that Rey Mysterio versus Dominic has to be happening at WrestleMania, right? I mean, I think it's happening at WrestleMania. It hasn't been announced, but. I've, I've said this for months, I think before even, but Thanksgiving, when that invasion of the Mysterio House happened. It's like, okay, the reason they're on two separate shows, the reason we've got other stories going on for both of them is that we're going to push this off until WrestleMania. And if we're doing this at WrestleMania, then the way to do it is to have Dom versus Rey with Rey's career on the line, right? I've always thought that, you know, that at some point Ray's going to have to retire. Why wouldn't you retire via the, at the hands of your son? That's the ultimate way to put your son over, right? So if that is going to happen, I would imagine that the Hall of Fame induction becomes part of a great weekend. That is supposed to honor Rey Mysterio that Dominic looks to destroy at WrestleMania, meaning the Hall of Fame ceremony still happens, but the angle surrounding the Hall of Fame ceremony happens before the Hall of Fame and after the Hall of Fame, where Rey Mysterio, where Dominic is saying, you know, oh, that was a wonderful speech. That was a great speech, but it means nothing because tonight your career ends. It's over. Maybe at the at the Hall of Fame ceremony, Rey Mysterio says, "And there's still years left. I still got years left in my career. I haven't slowed down one bit." And Dominic goes, "Whether that's true or not doesn't matter because in my hands, your career ends tonight." That to me is 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 how it all locks in. I don't think you have to have Dominic come out and jump Rey at the at the podium or 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 get you know other family members involved or anything like that. I think you can. Let this, because people want it to be, right? I I, I saw uh, online so many people congratulating Rey Mysterio. People want to honor Rey Mysterio. And you only get one Hall of Fame induction, right? I can't imagine that they would go back and go like, okay, Rey is really going into the Hall of Fame this year, no gimmicks. That wouldn't, <laughs> that would really make it impossible to ever do anything like this again and probably hurt the Hall of Fame a little bit. So... I would imagine that they don't mess with that and they just allow it to be yes. We all know you want to honor Ray. Ray wants to be honored, we want him honored. So let's honor Ray. And it really, I mean, what better way to build up Ray Mysterio before this match with Dominic, right? Putting Ray in the Hall of Fame gives you a reason to remind everybody of this guy's career. There there is No, for, for when people go into the hall of fame, just go down the line. That is the height of fans' goodwill towards them. Not that it, you know, dips tremendously or fans stop caring, but like, that is the moment where we all get together to celebrate this legacy. Whether it was, you know, Jeff Jarrett going into the hall of fame and all of us singing, you know, spend my days working hard on the go or whether it was uh, whoever, even The Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame. It was like that was the time for all of us to get together and just, just talk about it. Not that there's ever a day we don't talk about how great The Undertaker is, but that's it. The Hall of Fame time is, he's the top. And that's why Ric Flair going in was so perfect the night at, before Sean retired him because it just reminds us what a huge deal this is. And you're never going to get Sean and Rick again. But you want Dominic and Ray, if it's going to be that retirement match, which it should be, to be the biggest deal humanly possible. And in order for that to happen, you make Ray Mysterio's career the biggest deal humanly possible. And in order for that to happen, what do you do? You put him in the Hall of Fame, and you remind everybody of what this amazing story is. I think it would be a good time to do it. Now, in terms of who puts him into the Hall of Fame, I don't know right under different circumstances dominic would probably be putting him into the hall of fame if they were still tagging and stuff like that that would be the thing to do but they're not it wouldn't make any sense based on the stories that we've told so we can't be dominic putting him into the hall of fame even though you probably love that uh maybe batista Although there's rumors about Batista going into the Hall of Fame this year, we also don't know, is Ray going to be the headline going into the Hall of Fame or is he going to be one of the people going into the Hall of Fame? I would say if Batista is not going into the Hall of Fame, it would be great if Batista put Ray in. Because I can't think of that many better people than Batista to put Ray in unless Batista is going in himself. Um... I mean, who knows? You could probably even get like John Cena or somebody like that to put Rey Mysterio in the Hall of Fame. I think Rey is one of the most beloved people in the industry, so it wouldn't be tough to get that. There's rumors that Mick Foley might be putting somebody into the Hall of Fame, but I don't think that would be Rey Mysterio. I wouldn't understand that. I don't know who it is. I wonder who's going to go in this year. I would think, what have we got, three weeks before WrestleMania? Maybe less than three? No, three. it was three weeks before yesterday wow two weeks and change because two weeks from wednesday is not sam mania at the comedy store in los angeles you can get your tickets at not we're doing a giant live podcast uh at the comedy store in los angeles notsamlive.com for tickets on that wednesday which is only two weeks from wednesday that's crazy so yeah it's gonna be a biggie dude I would imagine then that you've got to have Hall of Fame announcements happening on Raw and SmackDown for the next couple of weeks. So we're going to find out tonight, dude, who the next person is to go in. Uh, And I don't know who it'll be. Uh, What I do know is that the rumors were going wild that not only was Vince McMahon apparently at Monday Night Raw on Monday, last Monday, they said it was just to say hello to John Cena and some other people just to visit. Who knows? Bigger news than anything is, he had a mustache. Vince McMahon has a power mustache. Showed up looking like Clark Gable. I want to know what mustached Vince McMahon brings to the table. This is a whole new Vince. Who knew there was another chapter in this guy's book, but there absolutely is. What does mustached Vince McMahon have in store for us? I can't wait to find out. I really, really can't. Um, I think in terms of story, right? We're talking about trying to make the Rey Mysterio Dominic story as big as possible. I was thrilled with how well the Jey Uso turn and reveal went on Monday Night Raw, having Jey Uso come out and hug Sami Zayn, and it's like, you know. People talk about the barbershop window and the rockers. The reason that that worked so well is that people didn't see it coming. People didn't think that Sean was gonna super kick Marty Jannetty, pick him up and throw him through a window. They didn't see it coming. And that is very difficult to do in 2023. We've all seen as many angles as we've all seen. It's next to impossible. To make us, to misdirection is a lost art in the world of professional wrestling because we've all seen so many different scenarios. It was so encouraging to see how many people, even though, I mean, people have forecasted this for months. WrestleMania is Sammy versus, I mean, is Cody versus Roman, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. It's been written in the stars since last year. But still, Elimination Chamber comes around. We talked about it on the podcast. I made a video about it. Still, wondering if Sami Zayn maybe should have won that thing. People still were like, well, just because that was the plan doesn't mean it is the plan. Now it is the plan, right? And you're and you're watching this slow pay, play. First of all, with Jay Uso, it's like, On a character level, what took you so long? Get over it. This guy has been pouting for six weeks. Since Royal Rumble, this guy's been pouting and he doesn't pick a side until now? We're in March and he finally picks a side? Pick a side, Jay. It's not about you. But maybe it is about him. Jay Uso is... As fine a performer as you're going to find in the industry that we call sports entertainment. Well, we call it professional wrestling. Others call it sports entertainment. He's as good as you're going to get, man. Just the things that he does with his body, with his face, the fact that he takes you on that journey. It's not just one person, man. The Roman J story worked. The Sammy J story works. The Jimmy J story works. Jay is, this is why the Bloodline story has been so good. Every part of the story is an integral part of the story, right? Cody and Roman are working so well together because it's Cody and it's Roman. Sammy works so well with both of them because it's Sammy. Jimmy and Jay are both such talents and Jay is specifically is such, I mean, such an incredible dramatic performer. We believed in. When he hugged Sami Zayn, we believed. Even though we know wrestling, even though we saw this match coming, even though we know the only reason in professional wrestling people make friends is so that they can become enemies. We still there's there's something as grown adults who can make tell ourselves that we're simply watching as observers. We know what this is. We're just watching because it's fun. This one's got us believing. We believed and we were happy, right? As grown human beings, adults, if you will, we were happy when we saw Jey Uso and Sami Zayn embrace. It's the friendship that we want to see. And then Jey Uso, villain that he is, robbed us of that friendship by turning on Sami and siding with Jimmy. Now, where does this leave the bloodline? I don't know. I still think Jay has some problems with the bloodline. You know, I don't think they were on the same page on SmackDown. But I think that that's all after WrestleMania stuff. I think that there's a a good chance that at WrestleMania, we see the bloodline lose all of the titles. That the Usos lose the tag championship. Roman loses the universal and WWE championship. And that's when we see 2.0, 3.0, wherever we are with the bloodline. That's when we see what happens next. And what happens next could very well be solo and the Usos as villains and Roman going away for a while because people are reporting now, right? I saw some, uh, some reports. Oh, WWE wants to eventually get to solo. Sokoa versus Roman Reigns. Cool. Listen to my podcast for the last three months. We've been talking about it here the whole time. Okay. I know that you like it when they put a thing up top that says it's news as opposed to a guy just saying it. But sometimes if it's just a guy just saying it, we've been talking about it. Of course, that's the way to go. Will it be where they go? I hope so. I'd love to see it.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely When you shave with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at Harry's.com slash That's Harry's.com slash for a $3 trial set.
1: Uh, we saw some pictures. And by the way, I've been on my investigative. Uh, I, I put my, my, my journalist hat on and you know, I don't put that on very often. I take that hat very seriously. I'm no Jay Brown When it comes to journalism, if I say I'm going to be a journalism, I'm going to be a journalism. And I am going to do it by the letter of the law. Okay? It's going to be done with integrity. And I put my journalism hat on to figure out if what MJF was saying was true. MJF took to Twitter. MJF has a bar mitzvah coming up on Dynamite this week. Uh, And who knows what that celebration is going to look like. But in preparation, images from his actual bar mitzvah as a 13 year old MJF were put up and it is wild. First of all, some uh, scantily clad women. So, and then AEW took the graphic and turned it into the show graphic, which is just incredible. When you talk about dreams coming true, imagine getting to tell yourself as a kid that one day, not only would you be a star of a televised wrestling promotion, but they would actually use that photo of you from your bar mitzvah. Like imagine if you get to go and tell your 13-year-old self, yeah, all your dreams are gonna come true. And these pictures that you're taking today, they're literally the pictures that they're gonna use to promote your next bar mitzvah that you'll get in another 13 years, right? He's 26 now. And I believe, let's see, what's today? 13... 14, 15, that might be his actual birthday. This might be his actual 26th birthday on the 15th. I'm not hundred percent sure, but uh, uh, wow, that would be amazing if it was that this is actually 13 years removed from the bar mitzvah, which happens at 13. Um, but the pictures that came out have young uh, MJF becoming a man And he really did become a man. His parents hooked it up. They had some uh, lovely ladies. I mean, exotic dancing type of ladies. (laughs) Scantily clad women. There to dance with the boys who were becoming men. But it was WWE themed. It was wrestling themed. They had uh, WWE logos turned upside down for M for Max. And the more pictures you look at at this thing, the more you see how much of a wrestling fan this kid was. This kid had a WWE bar mitzvah. But most importantly, he flipped the logo upside down, which we've seen before on TV from Mike the Miz Mizanin. And MJF tweeted something out to the effect of uh, that he did it first, but he wouldn't pursue legal action because of his profound respect for the person who did it on television, which is just, Perfect, right? It's exactly what he should have done. It's just hilarious. But then I said, wait a minute. Because I'm going like, how far back was Miz doing that? Because when Miz was WWE champion, when he won the spinner title from John Cena leading in, that would have been what? Like January, February before WrestleMania 27. We're going into WrestleMania 39. So it's 12 years ago. So that might have been like a year or two after MJF's actual bar mitzvah. Because I was trying to think if that was actually the first time the logo had been flipped. Like, when did The Miz start flipping the logo? Some of the uh, folks on Patreon, Not Sam Wrestling Patreon, patreon.com slash Not Sam Wrestling, uh, they uh, said that Miz TV started in 2007, which would predate the MJF bar mitzvah. But then I looked up. And, but didn't become a regular thing until, I think, 2012 or something much later. But I looked up the first Miz TV to see if he was flipping the logo when he was in the Chick Magnet era. When he was in the, I was on a reality show, now I'm the host of SmackDown. Was he flipping the logo then? He was not. If you go back to the original 2007 Miz TV, that logo was right side up. So I haven't specifically found any evidence of the Miz flipping that logo that predates wrestlemania 27 or you know the lead up to wrestlemania 27 and mjf's bar mitzvah was before wrestlemania 27 so right now max 100 right but i'm not done researching and i will get back to you because if mjf owes the miz an apology you will absolutely hear it here first that's i've got my journalism hat on i'm gonna make it happen um and speaking of aew it's uh I'm uh, you know I'm not going between a rock and a hard place here cuz I'm 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 really happy for Powerhouse Hobbs. I think Hobbs is one of those guys that you just put the machine behind. Like Hobbs his look, his style, his ability and his story just make him a star. And I'm glad he's the TNT champion. I just have no idea on the road there. Why did so many have to just be wrecked right? because when Samoa Joe lost the TNT championship to Wardlow, I go, I'm glad Wardlow's the TNT champion because I've been waiting for Wardlow to get his but why did Darby Allen have to go through being the champion before we got to Wardlow like like I almost feel like Darby Allen had to win the title just to lose it right back to Samoa Joe It doesn't really do anything for Darby. Why not just let Samoa Joe carry it the whole time? And then Wardlow wins the title for a day. The next day shows up, says he got his car robbed, says the original title was stolen, says he doesn't have any gear, but he's still going to wrestle. Let's do a street fight. Loses the championship. Not the next day, the next show, three days later. And I'm like, Why? Why have Wardlow win it just to lose it? I'm glad Hobbs is the champion. But, I mean, I guess? Is Hobbs a heel? I don't Everybody loves powerhouse Hobbs. If he is, don't make him a heel. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just have Samoa Joe keep the title and then go forward and have Hobbs win the title at the pay-per-view. And then eventually maybe Wardlow can chase Hobbs for it you know, to get his opportunity back. But I I mean, because it's like when you cut his hair and uh, Samoa Joe was saying all Samoa Joe was saying, you had no choice. Of course, Wardlow had to beat Samoa Joe. But then if you're going to, if you want Hobbs to be your guy, why did we go through all the rigmarole with Wardlow just to have it ultimately not mean anything? I don't know. Hopefully there'll be some clarification on that on Dynamite this week. Because I just, uh, well, I didn't get it, but maybe that's me. Maybe that's me. I'll tell you what, I, uh, what I'm what i excited about, okay? First of all, we got a couple of things. There's a big week for wrestling. Uh, not only do we have our normal television and the idea that we might have, be having a television show added at some point, but we actually have a television show being added this week. Firstly, hopefully your week will get clogged up because WWE 2K23 comes out this week, and it's awesome, okay? It's basically, it's like WWE 2K22 except more. Like, it's, like, everything that you wanted was added to what you already had with 2K22. It's really great. War Games is in it. Your lighting table's on fire. They've added a ton of stuff to, like, uh, 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 WWE Universe mode. Uh, Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods are the GMs in GM mode. Uh, You got the John Cena, uh, 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 what's it called, mode? Uh, uh, Not My Rise. Showcase. The John Cena showcase mode, which is so much fun, because your wrestling is all John Cena opponents, and it's all the big matches that John Cena lost. And the idea is that John Cena is the computer, and he's trying to win his matches back. He's the so it's 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 a lot of fun. I did a whole I spent a lot of time with it this weekend. They sent me an advance copy, so if you want to see some gameplay footage, if you want to see me go through the whole game. Uh, the whole review, it's like 45, 46, 47 minutes long. It's up at youtube.com slash wrestling. Uh, so that's this week. Also on Friday, March 17th, that's this coming Friday on Apple TV, a new docu series, reality show, whatever it is, I guess it's labeled the docu series is coming out. It's called monster factory. Now monster factory is one of the famous wrestling schools that are around. Uh, But the idea of a wrestling school getting a show on Apple TV, like Apple TV is huge. All the big shows, like you hear about shrinking, you hear about, that's the new one, but like Blackbird was huge. Like Apple TV is the one that's now picking up all these quality shows. Apple TV has won a best, they won best picture last year. Last year's best picture at the Oscars was an Apple TV movie. And so the idea that this wrestling school would have a a real show on Apple TV, I'm sitting there going like, no, no. And then I see the trailer come out and it's on Apple's YouTube channel. It's the real deal. And I'm so psyched because I feel like it it is a true mainstreaming of what is really going on in professional wrestling. And I love that. Um, The Monster Factory is... uh, Well, it's headed up by head trainer, Danny Cage. Uh, It's out there uh, way out in Jersey. Uh, But they got a ton of people there and they're being featured on this television show. A couple of them are Twitch, uh, a wrestler with uh, Tourette's and uh, uh, Gabby, who I called Gigi in this interview. Her name was Gabby. Uh, My apologies. I drove down there with hot dog. Uh, to to get to know it man I wanted to see when I saw that this was happening I immediately started reaching out to people. I said I'd love to go down to the monster factory and and talk to the crew about the show and so that's what I did. Uh, it was really great. it was really great to see it. It was really great to to be there on on the cusp of this thing becoming so incredibly mainstream. I'm super excited about it and before the show airs uh, I wanted to help you guys. Get to know them. This interview will be up on the Not Sam Wrestling YouTube channel, probably on Wednesday, maybe a day or two before, on the Not Sam Wrestling Patreon. But go to youtube.com slash Not Sam Wrestling. Subscribe. And in the meantime, listen to my interview with Twitch, Gabby, and Danny Cage from Apple TV's new docuseries, The Monster Factory. And we will do emails after the interview.
3: The Not Sam Wrestling interview.
1: We are on location here at the Monster Factory, uh, the set of the newest uh, wrestling-themed reality show. Coming to Apple TV+, we're here with uh, uh, Danny Cage, who's the trainer here at the Monster Factory, Gigi and Twitch. Gabby. (laughs) I'm Gabby, Gigi. Gigi.
4: GG,
2: uh,
1: GG. You, you got Mimi and Gabby. That's our childhood. <laughs>
4: it's
2: all Gabby right. or Gabby. Hold on, Mabby. Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, the whole world's going to find out who all of you are uh, soon. This is, I think, the first thing that struck me, right? When I kind of heard this was happening, this struck me as every sort of wrestling thing that's ever been promised, but not actually made good on. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like every no. promoter, every person that has a school has said, oh yeah, Apple's interested. Oh yeah, there's gonna be, and then all of a sudden this trailer comes out and I am I literally checked the YouTube channel to be like, I mean, got it, it, it's, gotta it be, like, it's gotta be a deep fake. Right, they yeah. carnied uh, no. their way onto yes, Apple TV. Yes. It's
2: technically, if you download <laughs> yes. it, and I was like,
1: wait, this is, this is Apple's YouTube channel. Yeah.
2: Yes. This is the real deal. How did the show happen? Wow. Uh, we were starting this before there was even an Apple TV. We started this in 2015. We got an email about, hey, uh, you know, and the, the people that wind up becoming public record was Will Krause and, and all these different people and, and Max. And they hit me up and they're like, hey, we, we just want to come out and film a little bit of stuff. And I'm like, cool, for what? And you're like, we're looking at a, to get a reel together for, you know, to show what we can do. I'm like, cool. So they come out, they have all this equipment. And I'm like, this is great. And I was like, how long is it gonna be? Like 90 minutes they go, Oh, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. And I'm like, uh, I think there's a little bit more here. <laughs> and what they did was they, they filmed, and then the next week they're like, we're coming back. And then they came back and then they put out this 16 minute short, got editor's pick on Vimeo and it got all this traction and buzz. And then it was like, we're shopping for a show. And I'm like, cool. And then it was five, six, you know, all this time. And then it would be like, they're interested and then it would, the carpet gets pulled out. Then right before the pandemic, uh, this individual called Jeremiah Zagar, who is the man uh, responsible for hustle and all that stuff, he got onto the project. And when that happened, uh, I think everybody started to pay attention and be like, oh, this is, this could be real. And uh, right before the pandemic, we were all set and like, somebody wants it, somebody wants it, now we have to wait. And we waited and waited and then, you know, it all paid off. Uh, Put it this way, if even a lot of people don't love this show and it's not everything because like me, I always think something's going wrong. I always think something's going to turn out and it's going to be awful. But like, even if this show doesn't like I still love the experience for like what we all went through, like we all had these journeys we went through and within like six months, like we didn't figure out how to solve them, but we figured out how to work together to try to solve these problems we're all going through. And that's what I think the show is more about. Like as a pro wrestler, this is the kind of show I always wanted. Like, I know what all the other stuff is. It's, it's not real. It's phony. Yeah. This is the stuff that's real. This is the behind the scenes footage of them going through the grind, them waking up being miserable and then yeah. having to, to get through the anxiety and to go through their life. And then this place, It's, it tells a great story. That's, that's all I can say. Like, as far as like what I look for in the show, that's it, the journey.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's what wrestling's about ultimately anyway, right? The journey and the story. Uh, For you, like Gabby, is this, how long, were you here at the school and then the show comes along or how, how did you get involved? It
4: kind of happened around the same. Like I showed up and then the show showed up. Like it <laughs> yeah, was around was the same. Yeah. yeah. And I. Yeah. And I my trial was February 2015. So. I, I was always hearing mullings about a TV show or a reality show or something coming in. So I, I was here from the ground floor. I wasn't involved in that, in the short. I don't think I was here at the time. I might've right. been, I think I was actually in Japan when you guys were filming well, it, was that it?
2: Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing like with that, there's so many people that weren't yeah. in it because like they didn't know, the people filming it didn't know about wrestling. They just wanted it for the content and the, to show what they could do cinematically. Cause like we had Damien Priest here, we had Riddle there. They they didn't care, <laughs> like they didn't care. They're just like, no, we 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 got like, Danny Cage in the Monster Factory. Whatever they didn't even know about Larry. Like I had to tell them about Larry Sharp and the Monster Factory. They had no clue. And then once they did, they're like, wow, this 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 is like awesome. Like there's stories here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 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 you're you're in, and they start doing the show, and is it just like they get familiar with your story and what you've got going on and how you got here and what your kind of how this fits into your life.
4: Yeah, I just started talking to the people that were working on the show and wanting to get it developed. And um, I truthfully don't know why they were like, we want to highlight Gabby Ortiz's story, Twitch's story, Goldie, Mimi or Bobby's. Like, I didn't I don't know why they decided on us, but uh, I, now I think I know why, because we all have such different stories that are so interesting and we're all friends with each other too. So it's just, it all kind of like melted together into this really beautiful, it's
1: a great you novel.
4: know, painting basically. It's gorgeous. Yeah.
1: When did it, when did you realize it was real? Right. Cause that's, as I was kind of said in the beginning, this is what, this is what wrestling is, right. <laughs> yeah. It's potential. It's like, this could happen. This could happen and 9 times out of 10 it doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So that that's always been the case with wrestling is um uh, luckily I've had a couple of really cool experiences where it did happen, where it did pan out and when I realized all right this is like super duper legit is the first real day of filming when we had a COVID (laughs) testing bus out front. I was like, Oh, they like pulled out all the stops for this. And it was, uh, it was, that was it. And then when I really saw the equipment and the amount of people that were there, and then it really sunk in when, um, they (laughs) rented out a restaurant for me and my dad to have lunch. And I was like, Oh, they're trying to get like really good shots here. They want to make us look good. Okay. And that was like, three months into filming already. And then it dawned on me, I was like, I gotta actually like really care about this. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This isn't like yeah. a kid with a yeah, camcorder yeah, yeah, selling exactly, DVDs in a show, Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. You're like, we're actually on a shoot and and, and Twitch. I mean, uh, it was I, I guess having having Tourette's kind of makes, instantly gives there
3: uh, a point of interest <laughs> Uh, to your story i i would definitely say so um there aren't a lot of i wouldn't say there's any pro wrestlers that like if they have Tourette's i don't know about it you know i'm i think i'm the only one that's openly like i mean it's it's not going to be a part of my gimmick it's just it it is me yeah yeah not not legally thank god (laughs) thank god that parents would have been really cruel for that one uh no it it was just something that was, I didn't even want to go with that name at first. Uh, kids used to call me that in school to, to bully me and stuff. So I, I kind of just wanted to keep it separate. How did we decide on that? Uh, Red Scorpion actually oh of all God. people. Yeah. Um, I mean that, and then like, so I always say that there's this quote from the first episode of Game of Thrones that always um, inspired me. And it's when he, when Tyrion Lannister the Imp is talking to Jon Snow and he goes like, you know, never forget what you are the world certainly won't wear it like armor and it can never be used to hurt you. And also any gimmick you give me, I'm gonna tick. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I no, might I as well said, just- It's less of a gimmick and more of an explanation, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, like... it's the wrong streaming service. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh is wrestling
1: something Twitch that you wanted to do since,
3: I mean, forever? Or is this something that you found? Um, It was something, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a long story, um, but it saved my life. Uh,
2: You'll see it in the docu-series.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be here without wrestling. Um, It was something that kind of always made me feel accepted. uh, And like I could be a part of something, like I didn't have to change and wear clothes I didn't want to wear, listen to music I didn't want to listen to, like I could just be me. And the crowd would accept me.
1: Was there any, was there a specific wrestler who did that for you?
3: Uh, CM Punk uh danielson and uh moxley yeah but yeah punk punk was very his his moment was one of his moments was what kind of made me think oh i can do this yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah we don't want to spoil it sure of (laughs) course we want everybody to watch we we don't want to spoil but you'll see what exactly and it's it's like life-changing stuff because like i knew his story and i'll get emotional to talk about so pass the mic Honestly, I will. I will. I mean, feel free. It is very emotional. So just you can talk for a little bit. Just let me get. I can do that. (laughs) No,
1: No, I like the names that you brought up there too: Punk and 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 Danielson and Mox. Because I've talked about those guys as like in in a world of larger than life superheroes, which I think there's a lot of place for in wrestling. That's there are some kids that that's what you need as your role model. There's also this kind of more modern every man yeah wave of heroes where you're like as a human being you're watching and going well if I was a wrestler you're sitting in the crowd going if I was a wrestler that's what I would be like and then that guy when he talks <laughs> that guy's talking to me that guy he's that's that's who that guy is and there's a connection with all three of those guys it, that it was you can't manufacture I've
3: always kind of been I've always been drawn to those underdog kind of characters because you know I knew that you know, it's. I mean, not just with Tourette's, I have autism. I have anxiety. Like, I knew that anything that I would do was going to kind of be an uphill battle, right? So, you know, not just with the wrestling, but you know, Danielson and and Punk and Moxley and and, and Sammy Zayn, like sure. that. Just the the able the ability to take a beating and then just. Get right back up and keep fighting and just keep fighting. And, you know, the, the, the fight for your dreams thing that uh, Dan- Danielson said, it, it hit me very hard. Like, it means a lot to me. It speaks true to me. It's something I try to carry with me every day.
1: Yeah, that's kind of that, like, yep, you're bigger, you're tougher, you're more skilled, but you will never... Stop me. I'm just going to keep getting up. And
2: that's what I think is good about wrestling right now. The favorite part about wrestling is like, I loved watching wrestling back in the day. And, and trust me, I've been watching wrestling since 83, 84. I remember like when Lightning Kid first came on the scene. Yes. I went, Oh, wow. There's more than just those big, huge guys. And then Jerry Lynn and that that series they had that opened my eyes. Then, of course, I'm looking into like, in my mind i'm like hey i know tiger mask and all i'm like yeah but that's because he's tiger mask you know i'm not thinking and then like now the doors are open to everything every shape size gender race everything and that's what is great about pro wrestling right now that's my favorite part most people are like oh they shouldn't be in there why open the doors you don't know what somebody can give to the business somebody like somebody who would, wouldn't have been in the business years ago is somebody who's changed his life for the better you know what i mean yeah and they would have said no way you're too small you're not six foot five you're not 300 pounds so that's very good
3: and they're just the the thing the biggest thing for me is like while i look up to those guys you know i kind of want to be you know there aren't a lot of wrestlers like me with with the that are very open about the things that i have so you know i kind of want to do for me what I want to do for someone else what they did for me like i want them to look at me and be like well if he can do it then why can't i yep. so
1: how do you uh danny like how do you how do you prepare people here at the monster factory for wrestling the way it looks like today i think that you know back in the day when you like beyond the mat and stuff like yeah. that it was like this real first of all beyond the mat did no favors for wrestling schools no no, <laughs> no 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 it was no. the worst i hate it like everybody always asks me like i don't like
2: I don't like any of that stuff. I right. don't like any of the negative stuff because there's already enough negative stuff out there. I don't need it. And you're all you're doing is scaring away people and it's so easy to do it and it'll generate a buck. But I always tell people, it's too many people live quarterly instead of life. Like instead of going every three months, yeah, just live that. your life. Stop worrying about what's the, the next thing. Like everybody's worried about, I always tell everybody here during training, Stop worrying about picking up the dollar bills here and there every five feet when there's a million dollars waiting at the corner. Because yes. by the time you get there, someone else is gonna grab that money because you're busy with the scraps. Yeah. And that is such low hanging fruit. And pro wrestling school now, what I think is still, so we're backwards. Pro wrestling schools are backwards, we're not. But most pro wrestling schools are backwards because they spend 99.9% of the time just doing stuff in this ring. And that's not where wrestling is. The, this right here is maybe 5% of what you do. You'd be more, time would be spent well learning production, learning camera direction, reading your lines, going over promos, getting you comfortable talking in front of a camera, doing things like that, then taking 50 back bumps. But guess what? You also can't get hurt doing promos, learning video production, doing all these things. So then you learn all that other stuff. But the wrestling fan, the person who wants to be a wrestler, thinks you can only become a wrestler by doing all this stuff in the ring. And I deal with it all the time.
4: Yeah, um, I'm not athletic. I didn't do sports in high school or middle school or anything like that. I was a theater kid at heart. I was a musician. I was not an athlete. Um, and when I watched pro wrestling as an adult, I saw that it was not just moves and matches. It was acting, You other segments. It was promos. There was music too, because everyone has a custom entrance music. There was fashion with your gear. Um, Who started the
2: entrance? Let's get to this. Who started the entrance music? who started that trend that would be darth vader oh
4: yeah <laughs> what go. is yeah. yeah i don't know i don't that was the wrong one i don't remember his entrance music um i'm a grogu fan so yeah, yeah.
1: Um, with the cape yeah. too and everything
4: so they're no, all right, you're right i
1: was the, gonna say the Freebirds, cr- but you're <laughs> right <It was>. credit, <laughs>
4: credit to darth vader um so when i when i was able to realize that it was a That it was a media conglomerate and not just a sport that's when i was like oh maybe i can do this because i had training and all of those things and that's why i've had the success that i've had on the indies and when i went to japan and why i've been seen by wwe and AEW and ring of honor is because i can do everything else i made my own gear i could do my own music if i wanted to i know how to run a lighting board i know how to do the sound and it's because of him and it's because of my training before this and Having all of that in your back pocket will make you successful in this business. No matter what, there's always a place for you, even if you, you know, don't have like a six pack and even if you can't do springboards or anything like that, there's a place for everybody in this business.
1: So how much control did you guys have uh, in terms of what story was being told for Apple? Because like for me. One of the reasons that I love, like, the WWE's deal with A&E, for example, is I love translating wrestling to people who don't watch. And like you said, not the sort of clickbaity, negative, carny, you know, stuff, but like, no, this is why we love it.
2: Well, here's here's how, like, we came up with the stories. We didn't come up with stories. We let everything go. And I told them that, I said, if I'm doing this, here's why we're doing it, and this is what I'm doing, and I won't I'm not going to turn this into a a real world type deal where we're it, like I, it's not a reality show. It's a docu series. Like this right. is this is a docu series documenting these people's lives and the changes they go through. And it wasn't like, hey, you, you're you're doing the story arc too soon. Why well, don't want you drag it out for the next month or so? We didn't do that. It was whatever it took. Whatever the cards fell, whatever happened. Like I you'll see one pivotal moment, like, I just came in, I told the crew, like, this is what I'm doing. I did it, I threw my battery pack down and I went out the back door. And they said nothing about it, no one got mad,
1: nothing. And that was just what I'm doing. Were you, was it difficult to maintain, sort of, not only being an instructor, but being a business person and, like, keeping your school and teaching your students while also realizing there's a tv show being made
2: no
3: no no, no. because like I, no, nice.
1: here, here say it okay.
3: look danny danny what you see with danny in this docuseries is what you see with danny in real life i, I do that is i so, love him so much he's a prick but i love him so much that's so refreshing But like though. that cares though like he's in a good way because
1: that's that's the thing that i worry about right is that like these opportunities Sorry. come up and <laughs> like the white like people in your position are like this is where i'm going to get myself over yeah. this yeah. is where i'm going to like yeah, i'm going to be the star here
2: yeah i did not care about and i don't care about that like i don't like i would gladly like have no credits in this and just be in the background and just have it all be about them but like i i the reason i'm not very successful in wrestling is also because of this meaning like with other businesses, meaning like with other federations, with other people, because like I say what's on my mind and I do and say what I'm gonna do and that's, that's it. And people don't like that. They're like, wait a minute, you're not, you're not gonna do this for it? And like, I'll work with you. I'm, right. not, I'm not bending over backwards. I'm not, I, I'm not uh, compromising my principles. Like I have my strict things of what I worry about. Like I'll gladly lose money and everything if it means it's the right thing, I will. And people saw me do it here many times. And that's just the way I, would, I, I do it. Like, I, like I've like i had people come to me and say, I'll give you X amount of dollars me. And I'll be like, no, like you're a bad person. Like, no, really? I, yes, I don't, I don't. Like everybody that comes in here, I'll accept everybody. But like, if you come in and you're spreading hate and you're being an awful human, I don't care how much money you have here and not here. I don't want you in wrestling.
1: And you'll have that conversation with somebody. Oh, absolutely. Like and
2: I'll have it with everybody right. here. I don't have it privately. All my stuff happens with everybody around because if I'm every time I have to discipline somebody or every time we have an issue, now there's certain things I'll sit and I'll be like, hey, we should handle this private because it is private. But if you're acting a fool, then you're getting put on blast and you're getting showed the door in front of everybody. So then everyone else goes, he's got our back. And also don't do that.
1: Yeah, let me, let's, let me not be in that position. Right. So, yeah. and that's, that's. Is that the way you've always been or was there a. Oh, point? no, I've always been that way. Yeah, but, from like, the beginning.
2: but here. I started training people in like 2011. Uh And the last time I was around wrestling was the 90s. So like in my mind, I'm thinking old school 90s and I'm like having them do nothing but back bumps and you know, chop drills and stuff, you know, stuff we used to do. And then like, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do that because that was all the stuff I also hated and the hazing and all that. And I was like, so let's try to phase that out. But then also I had other people around me. So I'm like, so slowly like it's been an evolution Plus, like, these kids help me, like, become better parents and my kids help me be a better coach, you know what I mean? Because you get to understand, like, they're not throwing tantrums. It's the only way they know how to communicate, Right. you know? And these kids aren't skipping practice. They just have anxiety and they don't want to tell me what their issues are. I got to open that door for them. Wow. So this is, like, all the stuff we try to do here. And that's why we're different.
1: And the way you describe training is also, like, when you're a parent you catch yourself disciplining your kid in a way because it's the way you were disciplined and then you think like, for a second oh my like, God. this I, is what stressed yes. me this did nothing for yes. me. This wasn't the way to exactly. let me change.
2: It drives my wife nuts that I let my kids talk back to me because when I grew up, I was terrified to talk back to my parents, but that also meant I was terrified to even open up to him. So if my kids have the balls to tell me to shut up and go to hell, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be able to have any kind of talk with me. So right. I don't mind that. I, you know, like, you know, I don't say like, yeah, good job. Do that in public more. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I understand and I, I applaud them. I'm glad they're not afraid of me.
1: So what were you doing? How did you get out of wrestling and then back? Like, what, I what was got that 10-year gap?
2: In about year 2000, I started in 98. About 2004, my back was just done. I just, my L5, L4, back was shot. And... I got out and plus I was working for the phone company. I was making six figures. I was a union worker, full benefits. I was dating my then wife at the time. She started, we started dating when I was wrestling. So she knew the deal and then I'm making great money and I got out completely and I started writing and doing political uh, satire stuff for different comedian friends. And it was like 2010, I just bumped by a buddy who had a wrestling school and then Larry was coming by. Yeah. And Larry came by and he goes, well, why don't you make this the Monster Factory? And then me and Larry got to talking and he was like, hey, if, you're, if you wanna do this, you know, I wanna pass the torch to you. And in 2011, I bought the school, I had no student. I had, I had like two paying students, two students that were leftovers from another one, and then uh, no ring, no building. <laughs> And just one the of name. They, yes, no ring, no building. <laughs> and one of those people was Steve Macklin, who's, you know, he was yeah. one of my first students to get signed, and he had 18 matches. Wow. And get signed. And it's just one of those things where you're like, maybe I got lucky, and then, like, then more and more and more things come. But that's how I got out of wrestling is I was just – I was beat. And plus, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like what I was surrounded with. And then it's kind of like, hey, now I have a chance to do things the way I want to do it. Yeah, be the change, right? Yep, and then I have enough people around me thinking like me, and now we're taking over. Yeah, you know, I'd rather
1: have that. Uh, Gabby, were were, were there people for you that you would watch and go like, "This is what's attracting me to the wrestling business. This is what's making me want to be a wrestler."
4: Um, The first one that comes to mind is AJ Lee because she was the first like five foot 110 pounds soaking wet puerto rican punk girl and that was literally me when i was watching her i was this five foot 100 pounds soaking wet punk girl that like you know didn't i was crazy too like i am crazy (laughs) clinically there's like documentation in a good way way sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah she was definitely like the one that i saw myself in for the first time because, I mean, everything about her, I think about her today and it just, she still like warms my heart, just like thinking of seeing her and seeing how she talked and 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 her moveset and the way that she dressed and all of it. I loved her so freaking much. Her and Lita too. Lita, when I was a little bit younger, um, seeing her, Style to my brother was a much bigger fan of her than I was, <laughs> for for different reasons. We don't got to get into yeah. that. But uh, AJ was AJ and Paige. Uh, well, Soraya now she's um. They were just like the rock star girls, and that was me. That I was into like punk music and emo music, and they looked like the girls that I would go see at the shows, and I just related to them so much just by their look. And then when they got in the ring and the way they carried themselves and their promos, I was like I. They can do it. I can do it, too. I'm them. They're me. And, you know, now I'm like kind of I'm hoping to be in the same leagues as them. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's just so it's so thematic. It's that whole like new generation, like new way of thinking. This is relating to an entirely new set of people, which is all what this is all about. Um, Man, I'm so excited for you guys. As soon as I saw the trailer, I reached out to Lee and I was like, you know what, let's, let's, let's set something up. Let's do something. And you know, I, obviously I've known about the monster factory forever. It's-
2: I'm so glad and so happy. Cause like, like I, te- I was telling these kids before it started, I'm like, this is going to be something special. Trust me on this. Like I know their vision and I trust it. And if I'm trusting these guys, you should too. Cause I don't trust anybody. And, um, and,
1: and dude. People like uh, right, without you know blowing smoke, it's it's a, Apple oh, TV. Yeah, Apple like, TV Plus. Apple TV Plus just won the best picture award. <laughs> Apple TV Plus but just did Blackbird. As, like, as, like, as, as you know in as I mean come on. As
2: you know in pro wrestling though, uh the stories will come out. I didn't earn this. It was because of this. It was because yeah, of I I that. Mean, that. I was, didn't even want. I mean uh, yeah. yeah. I'm so, sure that every
1: single school anywhere within a hundred miles from here is got all kinds Punch of rumors right oh, yeah. yeah about how you you know <laughs> but here's, underhandedly here's the thing here's sneaky. the thing
2: that will will tell you about me as soon as this project started all i did was reach out to various people saying I think, yeah. I think it's a good idea if you start coming here more i think it's a good idea if you start coming here more i think it's a good idea if you take this booking here because this is going to be happening i can't tell you what but you don't know how many people that said yeah i've heard that before or screw you yeah. and i'm just like i'm trying okay i'm, I'm trying yeah you know and th- and the thing is here's here's also if they come back to me and they go oh c- can we do wrestle now i go yeah because like you don't hold the right. ground no and, and as long as they learn their lesson they they saw it that now they have to just eat crap and come back yeah and we know why yeah i know why they don't have to like hat in hand go i'm sorry i messed up i just go just get in here don't be an idiot next time yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know because if you if you ever learn a lesson now you're going to be that bitter guy and he's going to make it
1: miserable for everybody else yeah I was welcome back in. I don't care. Have you know, as we're wrapping up, has, do you know if WWE has, or AEW or any of uh, those other organizations have heard about the show or have well, thoughts on there's, the show? Well, there's, there's any- AEW people in it.
2: Uh, QT Marshall's in it. Oh, that's great. Cody Vance is in it. Um, they were, Cody. Uh, QT was a student here and a coach here. Cody Vance got his start here. They were in it. Uh, Kevin Kelly was in it. Um, nobody from WWE. Uh, But there's some there's some synergy there because somebody winds up possibly getting a trial. Maybe not. Maybe getting a that's contract. Great. Maybe not. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. But but here's the thing like. Um, maybe they'll return my emails after this. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. I mean, <laughs> I, I've given them enough people, but I don't know. Maybe it'll return my email yeah. because I have a streaming uh, TV show. But and we'll see. You know, we'll see.
1: Hopefully I haven't seen the show yet. I'm going to get some links from Lee, hopefully, but. I would imagine that you're putting wrestling in a positive light, which is like, that's what it's, It's, for me, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, with like
4: our side of the ring stuff going on. Yeah, I didn't need that. We wanted to give the opposite of that. Yes. And that's what we're
1: doing. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see it. I hope uh, that you all are looking forward to it as much as I am, and I appreciate you making some time and opening your doors to us [SSSS2] here. This is amazing. Thank you. Our doors are always open, too. Thank you, man. Well, thank you to Twitch. Thank you to Gabby. Thank you to Danny Cage from the Monster Factory for being so gracious with your time and uh, allowing us to get to know you a little bit better before this show starts on on Apple TV, starts this Friday, and uh, I really can't wait to see it. I'm so happy for everybody over there and, and, you know, that we all get to experience this thing. All right, let's get to these uh, emails if you want to... Uh, Uh, Email me, notsamwrestling at gmail.com is the the email, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. I almost apologized for last week because I felt like I was cranky when I was answering the emails, but then I got a whole bunch more emails, so (laughs) maybe I should just be honest as I'm answering these. Uh, Let's go to it. Kyle writes in, hey, Sam, decided to give my WrestleMania predictions. Okay. After Kevin beats Solo on Raw, I already have a problem with it. Why would you beat Solo Sokoa? Uh, it's never happened before. Solo Sokoa is undefeated. I don't think that you're just going to beat Solo Sokoa on a lead up to WrestleMania, but okay. After Kevin beats Solo on Raw, we see a backstage segment of Kevin telling Adam Pierce he wants a title opportunity, but at the tag team championship, Fast forward to SmackDown, and Sammy says the same thing. Adam forces them to work together, leaving us with this question: uh, How is this going to work if they want nothing to do with each other? However, it does work. And they, I mean, I think we can do a little better than can they coexist, Kyle? This, uh, Kyle. There have been there's there's so much depth and so much intricacies that have been added to this story. I don't know if if it's just Hey, you both asked for a tag team championship match. Well, now you're both gonna get one together. Come on, we can do better than that. I mean, everybody like the come together of, of, of Sammy and Kevin. We can do uh, Kyle. You can do better than that, Kyle. Let's go to Jim. Jim asks, what does Austin Theory need? To the desk of the last professional broadcaster, Sam Brand Muffins. Roberts, I appreciate you addressing me properly. I've been watching the career of Austin Theory for a long time. We saw him get the Vince rub. I think it backfired on him to a degree. I disagree, but I'm willing to hear you out. He's recovered. Any heat he lost, he's gotten enough back at this point. I would agree. I don't, yeah, I would, I'm would. i fine with that. He's in a good position. The question is, will Austin Theory be the story of all the potential in the world? Look, attitude, work, rate, talking, but just not paying off of that it thing being missing? Is he a victim of being the other guy in a major wrestling promotion, being a classic heel at the same time as MJF? I tend to think he's just not ruthless enough. He can run, he can powder, he can be the opportunist, but I just don't believe he's willing to hurt people. He should not be putting out open challenges. He should be refusing to defend his belt like MJF. It sounds, Jim, like you think that the only way to be a successful heel is to just be MJF, which I don't think people are really comparing Austin Theory to MJF. Um, I think if you look at Austin Theory, that that he doesn't need anything. Everything Austin Theory has been given, he's succeeded at when you look at, at him starting out in NXT, everybody was like, oh, we got a muscle boy here, huh? And he started gaining everybody's attention, gaining everybody's attention. He goes to the main roster. His first trip to the main roster is the only thing that didn't quite work. But that's really because it was the beginning of the pandemic, there were no people in the audience and they didn't do anything with him, right? They had nothing for him. So he goes back to NXT, right? And we already know he could be a muscle boy. We already know he can be the future with this potential. But can he be entertaining? Well, he goes and he starts hanging out with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Becomes part of the way. And he becomes this bimbo character that is just pure entertainment and hits it out of the park every time. So that first test, can he be a muscle boy? Yep, hits it out of the park. Second test, can he be the entertainment part of sports entertainment? Yep, hits it out of the park. He gets to the main roster, And he gets saddled with this uh, gimmick that is started with a weird promotional thing for a Netflix movie where he stole the golden egg. But Vince kind of likes him. It leads to him being Vince's boy, but really getting more than he's ready for in character. Right. And then and so that's when he's the kind of uh, 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 dimwitted, cowardly villain who believes his own hype. And that's when he has his match and it culminates in a giant WrestleMania match with Pat McAfee. Then he becomes Mr. Money in the Bank. He ends up losing the Money in the Bank briefcase, which has literally killed people's careers. Literally. I mean, I I can make a list of people who unsuccessfully cashed in their Money in the Bank briefcase and they were never the same again. Austin Theory is not on that list because he grows a beard. He tells people to stop calling him kid. He takes pride in the United States Championship. And now he's going to WrestleMania in a match with John Cena. So you mean to tell me that Austin Theory has a promo segment with John Cena that leaves the audience going, man, that was a great promo segment, is having a match at WrestleMania against John Cena. And it's a John Cena match, which most of the audience was going, yeah, I think the best match for John Cena is with Austin Theory. And you're saying that he's not working? I don't see your point. You know why Austin Theory is not MJF? Because he's Austin Theory. Because I look at MJF and I go, you know, that guy's not Austin Theory. Because he's not. He's MJF. I don't think, I mean, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't think that that Austin Theory needs to be all things to all people. You know, I mean, at some point, Austin Theory's gonna turn babyface. I don't think that 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 every heel needs to have this side of them where they're just ruthless and they're gonna, you know, break everybody's bones. I I have no as I watch Austin Theory now, I have no worries at all about Austin Theory. So here's what Charles says Braun Breaker plans, okay. Hi, Sam. In your opinion, how should the main roster bring up Braun Breaker? I am almost certain he would go to Raw when he comes up to the main roster. You think he comes up rather soon after this mania? Thank you from Charlie. Okay, it's a great question. Here's how I would think. I think. I haven't thought about this. I haven't really fleshed it out. But I feel like with Braun Breaker, you want to protect the Mystique without putting him in too deep and without destroying anybody else in the process that you don't need to destroy. I think that Braun Breaker comes in after WrestleMania. I would say the Monday after WrestleMania, because I'm with you on Raw. I think Braun Breaker on Raw just fits. I would probably have him immediately start a program with Bronson Reed. That's probably the direction that I would go. I would sacrifice Bronson Reed to the gods of Braun Breaker. Now, I understand it could be confusing, Bronson Reed, Braun Breaker, similar names, but other than that, I don't see any issues with it. Bronson Reed has been fairly protected, you know what I mean, since coming onto the main roster. I think that that you could continue to protect him as we build up to maybe a backlash, pay-per-view match between Braun Breaker and Bronson Reed. Uh, and then that's when we really see what Braun Breaker is capable of. I think Braun Breaker continues on to uh, maybe he has a problem with uh, American Alpha and he has to take on Otis and Chad Gable together in a handicap match. Maybe he can beat them after uh, after backlash. And I think eventually you get him to the place over the course of months where he is in contention for the championship. You know, maybe – Maybe Austin Theory is on that line of people, right? Maybe maybe he's the one that takes the United States title off of Austin Theory after he takes out American Alpha, and before that, Bron, Bronson Reed. Maybe maybe he takes out Austin Theory, and that's his first like giant, giant, giant win, where it's like, oh, okay, this guy's serious. Eventually, somebody takes the title from him, but it's really just so he can chase after that WWE championship. If it all works, maybe, maybe, who's to say? It's a maybe at best. M. Perry uh, is from Mike. Uh, He writes, uh, uh, Hello, Sam, what's the haps? I finished your podcast the other day and I have some ideas I'd like to run by you. Oh, boy. For MJF's next feud, I know you brought up Adam Cole. With the rumors of Kenny Omega leaving, do you think he could feud with MJF over the title and eventually put him over on his way out the door to further solidify MJF as the top guy in the company wins over Moxie and Danielson are great to add to his resume, but adding Kenny Omega to it, that would be awesome for him. What do you think? Uh, I think it'd be great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Omega versus MJF is a story everybody wants. I think uh, Omega putting MJF over on his way out is a great way to do it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it kind of makes him unbeatable as for punk. Do you think the fan base would welcome him back? Uh wasn't in Chicago when the Elite had a match and the crowd was chanting FCM Punk. Y- yes, that's true. Because Cult of Personality wasn't playing. Any wrestling arena in the world, you play Cult of Personality, they're losing their minds. It's not going to be an issue. Trust me, it's not going to be an issue. And, you know, MJF beating Kenny Omega and then CM Punk coming back that's got some that's got some juice to it. If if MJF uh is having a rivalry with CM Punk for the title and this is an MJF that's beaten Mox, Danielson and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you and I are good right now. We're on the uh, we're good, we're good. And lastly, I apologize for the long email. It's okay. We're good. Uh, but I was wondering about a future Hall of Fame induction, Owen Hart. Now that Triple H is back at the helm of WWE, he has had a knack for bringing back talent to the company that are uh, not on good terms. For example, Bruno San Martino, Warrior, to name a few. Uh, I know with Hart, it's different circumstances, but could Triple H make it work? I mean, I would love it if he could. I think it'd be tough. WWE, I think it'd be tough. I would love it if he could. I think it'd be, I mean, of course, that's the name that everybody wants. That's the name I want, but. And also, who knows what kind of deal that they've got with AEW. You know, who knows if they've got some kind of long-term name rights deal or something. They're making own action figures over there. I don't know. Zach says, uh, uh, big fan of the show. Let's say things go according to the plan and Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania, gets a few months with the title. Then What then becomes of Money in the Bank? Why not run the Sami Zayn babyface with the briefcase the rest of the year? Sammy is best as an underdog babyface. So let's give him that run and make it last. No matter what heel you put in front of him, it's a great story to be told. Yeah, I mean, I don't love uh, Sammy with the briefcase because I think Sammy should be in title contention anyway. I think we I think we get a pay-per-view with Sammy versus Cody regardless. Um, honestly, who should win Money in the Bank? Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul should be Mr. Money in the Bank this year couple of reasons. Number one, every impulsive podcast, you got that money in the bank briefcase in the background. Every time he goes on a red carpet or a press event for something else, he's carrying that money in the bank briefcase. He fills it up with prime energy. We're all making money. But furthermore, I think that there would be a legitimate fear within the WWE fan base that Logan Paul was actually going to become the WWE champion, that people could actually see that happening. And maybe it does happen. And maybe that is how you get there. I think that the reason you had that briefcase is so people like Logan Paul can hold it. I think Logan Paul, as much as I hate to say it, would be one of the best Mr. Money in the Banks ever. That's where I would go with Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, Joel, love your pod. And every time you're on a pre-show, tell us at WWE. I made, uh, I'm the one who made you some fan art. Oh, yeah, it's really great. I love it. Uh, my Mania theory is that, as usual, we need to build Cody's story more. As I'm sorry, as you said, we need to build Cody's story more. I don't know. That last Dusty's Kids promo was pretty good. Roman wins at Mania, and he will be champ for 1,000 plus days. In doing so, WWE uh, will mention the incredible feat forever in the future. Either hyping Roman World Title match, then Cody's story to regain the top spot will be told after Mania, and he will win the title on SummerSlam. I don't know. I kind of feel like we're looking at Roman losing. At this point, I think it'd be interesting if Roman won, but I don't see it happening. Uh, And then Shiamo is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but I think the person WWE has been looking for is the next John Cena is Liv Morgan. All the kids love her. She's 1 million percent relatable. She's a perennial company girl. Never have I ever heard Liv Morgan complain about anything in public. And nobody has done been done more dirty in WWE than her. What do you think? Mr. Being the next John Cena is a big deal. Uh, I don't know if Liv Morgan, I, I, I think that all the points that you made are true and that Liv Morgan might be the best soldier WWE has. Is she popular enough to be the next John Cena? That remains to be seen. We'll keep an eye on it. It's one of the things that we'll look at. As things continue here on Not I'm Wrestling, don't forget... Wednesday, March 29th, at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, California. Be There or Be Square, the greatest podcast extravaganza in history. Not sam a Get your tickets now at NotSamLive.com, Wednesday, March 29th at 8 p.m. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Not Sam Wrestling, on YouTube and the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Not Sam Wrestling. We'll see you next week.